Well, Brent is gay, and Kaylin's gay, gay, and Clark is gay, gay. and Ryan's gay, gay. and Adam's gay. gay. It's Thomas, Thomas Perrier, issue 123, and I'm Kaylin. I'm Brent. I'm oh, Adam. oh, I... I'm Ryan. It doesn't have to go in an order. And we have a very oh, 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 I'm Clark. Is this a I, new thing? Yeah, and he's very surprised by that. Yeah. We're I reintroducing like, ourselves. We need to do it in the order we do it in usually. Okay, you want to start over? I'm Kalen. No, I'm Clark. <laughs> I'm Ryan. Adam. I'm Brent. Yeah. It's going to confuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right in front of you. <laughs> he is our number one listener, to I be fair, Brent. wait for you to just mess up our names now. <laughs> so, big announcement. First things first. Happy birthday, Ryan oh, Crow. Huge announcement. Day. Thanks, guys. Huge. You're, you're huge. entering your Jesus birthday, right? It is. I'm 33 years gay. And because you love Boom Boom so much, we got you Fireball! You have to drink all of it on podcast. I also hope you like uh, Pyro or any of the other fire-related characters. Fucking um, Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, um, Nightcrawler, or uh, Azazel. Azazel. You like a Mephisto. I love a good Mephisto up in me. And I think Adam had some... Oh, I guess he forgot. I was Uh, more thinking of like Lockheed as well. I I have one over there. If you can grab it, it's right by the uh, vase. Sure. If you want to grab it, it's that little... Now, because I know your favorite character Uh is Dazzler... Uh, I have some extra leftover sparklers. Oh, and it's, well, from your wedding. This is great. And a it year says, ago? no, no, no. These it's, were from Fourth of July yeah, last this year. Is, this is wonderful. It was it was from a longer time ago. No, <laughs> it's oh. from uh, yeah. Gambit and uh, Rogue's wedding. I didn't listen to anything they were saying when we had our separate list, so I just got you that. Oh, and what is that? Uh, oh, wait, do you want to nothing to do to with any of your favorite? Yeah, unwrap that. <laughs> It's um it's already unwrapped. It's covered in blood. Um, Stanley's blood. It said Wizard Beach. I don't know what that is. But no, it's cool. Wizard. You bitch. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. I sounds great. I'm yeah. excited. Uh, what it, what's what's Wizard Beach? Fuck if I know. Also, <laughs> you, you just got me something that said Wizard I Beach. I love it. I think you were thinking about Ryan because it is from Boom Publishing. There you go. Oh, oh yeah, you see, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. That's terrible. No, uh, uh, undo that. That never happened. <laughs> yeah, uh, okay. I don't want to go along with your games. So, so Ryan, we Thanks, guys. we got you uh, something better than the stuff we saw around our apartment. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but unfortunately, it's uh, it's Indiegogo made, so they wait until enough people have like bought into it. So it's not going to come. Do until... I have to contribute to my own gift? No, you're going to get it on your 35th <laughs> Order birthday. It twice. Oh God, yeah. it comes I'll be dead by in then. March of this year. Yeah, um, it, you press play. Press play. <gasps> oh my word! Okay, it, it is it, a. It looks like a. It's almost like a a plant. It's a succulent. <gasps> it's a succulent that sort of like it's a it's, it's a the, smart. The, the thing is the 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 pot. So oh, the pot, pot is responsive. It's a flower pot that has a face on it that oh. will that will signal to you oh, when you need to water it. Oh, when it's my. been overwatered, oh. it will be have faces when it's getting enough sunshine. It, Clark, it, it has mean, one when it's cold. It has one when there's a puppy by it. It's so cute. It's called. Oh, Lua. I doesn't like that cat. Oh uh, yeah, there's a that cat Hitler in the cat right and there. And it will soon what take is, over the planet. What is this actually called? Baby Krakoa. Lua. <laughs> L U A Lua. This is so cool. What color did you get me? We, there's two colors it comes in. One is like that magenta. We got you the yellow. Oh, my God. I love it. We thought you weren't a magenta person. Oh, girl, no. No, because you're a yellow belly coward. <laughs> got me. Ugh. Oh, my gosh. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, and you're lily livered. Cool. And then um, as soon as I uh, get it, I'll light these wedding sparklers up. What right plant will you put in it? Uh, Probably a... 
you, you and you can water the fire. Use the fireball to water it too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, There's water showing oh, a, drunk a drunk face. Yeah. Its eyes are just going to be yeah. X's. Water good. is not one of the ingredients. Too. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just look like Chase after like. Oh um, yeah, red face. Yeah. Happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. Oh, you, I I do feel like in the because it does fit with our uh, overall podcast theme. What is your you're having a big birthday bar crawl? Yeah, um, I'm having it's my Jesus birthday. And what is deader than Jesus and me than Star Wars? Yeah. <laughs> so I decided to have a 33rd birthday. 33rd? No, it's a 33rd birthday. See, I always get that convinced. Well, I'll come into it, I guess. Um, but uh, I'm going to have a Star Wars-themed bar crawl. I'm surprised you didn't call it Ho Mose Eisley. Uh, uh, that's not funny, so I didn't want to do that. Um, <laughs> well, but... you got, you're making some good points. <laughs> What That's did I amazing. call it? I called it. Um, I think it's just like it's Ryan's like it's my birthday. I like Star Wars. <laughs> Come dressed as Star Wars. Here's some money to go see a Star Wars. Uh, did you, Lucille? <laughs> do you have? Do you have your costume picked out? Are you going to wear a costume? Um, or are you going to juke everyone out and you're like, everyone needs to come in a costume oh, and great. you're not going to wear one. <laughs> He's going to be dressed as Spock. <laughs> wow. You are going to feel a certain way when you see me. Okay. So we'll reveal it later. You're after, dressed as a Sarlacc pit. Got it. <laughs> yeah. We should take a bunch of photos and put them on. Uh, um, I'm not going to be super dressed up. I will say that. Really? Yeah. Slave gonna, Leia. Oh, you're going to be Slave Leia. I'm not going to be super dressed up. You're, You're gonna, gonna be, be naked. I'm gonna not be naked. January. No, guys, I'm slave Han Solo. <laughs> um, I'm no, he's slave one the car- ship. Boba Fett ships. I'll have one. you know that I did come up with this with Ryan, and it's Ryan's birthday episode 33, Star Horse, which is not. He much came better. up with Star Horse because I was I had to throw him a bonus. That's what it's called, Star Horse. Yeah, I liked. Oh, and Kalen's more. Yeah, you shout on Homo's Eisley. You spent an entire day which on is, that. Oh yeah, no, I actually hired somebody. Adam, what did you do? That's <laughs> up. <laughs> Right. Uh, what? Yeah, so we'll have a recap after. <laughs> All right. So Revenge of the Dicks. <laughs> oh, that's good. Oh, that's if we bad. were going to Secrets, it's a strip club in DC. That is the last destination. Yes. Secrets. Yeah. yeah. The last I'll die there. Yeah. Um, all right. So we got some big breaking news in the last few days. Um uh last summer when we were at FlameCon, uh Vita Ayala uh mentioned that they would be doing possibly doing an X book. Got us very excited mm-hmm. and the news came out this week. It's Children of the Atom. You want to talk a little bit about what what it might be about, Brian? Yeah, so uh Brian. so the, that's what I thought <laughs> no. I heard. I said Ryan. No. Oh, did uh, we you? all decided it was Brian. <laughs> Wait, no, we need to both talk together cuz that's Brian. <laughs> Brent and Ryan. <laughs> Okay, Ew. so it's we appears. thought... Oh you, no, no, we've already done this bit with Adam and Ryan. It was terrible then. We're I not need, doing it again. I need give and take, Ryan. <laughs> okay, Brent, why don't you start since you're the first nah, part of that one. that's fine. Word. You can take it. Okay, so it's uh, basically it's a new series that's coming out in April. And so they actually came out with some stuff, but we did it. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Just giving a great recap. Yeah. They, I, they showed five images of like different people that could potentially be on the team. Sure. So why am I so crazy? I, so let me let, let me help you out here, I birthday boy. By all this nice birthday. So the stuff. first image they showed was of Cyclops, uh, Angel, Marvel Girl, uh, Nightcrawler, and Gambit. We're like, okay, this does this seems like a weird team. Yeah. And then they quickly revealed that it is uh, a bunch of new mut not not new mutants but new mutants <laughs> who have similar powers to the five <laughs> that I mentioned. And uh, they are essentially like fanboys and fangirls 
of the the uh, like the well-established X-Men. Well, and D, uh, especially not for mutants, but like DC is much bigger in the sidekick game. I feel like and the legacy game. Yeah, because yeah. it's bit. I mean, it's because I think they were so much more. Not necessarily. I don't know exactly how popular Marvel was, but like Golden y- Silver Age comments. Yeah, like. They just had so many sidekicks to choose from. I mean, you literally watch Young Justice on DC Universe, and that whole entire show is built off of the sidekicks deciding to become their own team. Yeah. So I think this is kind of a cool take, especially for mutants, because I like the idea that it's not just young mutants with different powers learning about their skills. It's more like these sidekick mutants, hopefully, so coming v- into their own underneath the tutelage of each of these individuals. Vita said that it. what would happen if the X-Men actually got sidekicks? And then it's, which might make people a little bit upset. What what would happen if Gen Z X Men existed? Uh, which they'd be kind of slightly annoying, I assume. But, yeah. Uh, which, which I do find a little bit weird because I'm like, none of the X Men have really aged, so no. it's odd to kind of like be like, we're adding this new generation of X Men. Well, no, I I disagree. Uh, I mean, when the original class first started, they were in their like teens. They were like 16 year olds essentially, 16, 17 year olds. Mm-hmm. Now I think of Cyclops as being kind of in his early 30s, maybe mid 30s. I was going to say they're like Gen X now. Yeah. yeah. Just pushing like 40. Just pushing 40. That sounds about right. Just I right mean, at the cusp where we are. Yeah. yeah. I mainly mean like uh, Quentin. Like Quentin Quire obviously is older now, but like he's still not like. Marvel time is yeah, wobbly. That's what, I just, that's what I just find weird. I do Everyone like, is between 20 and 40 in right. all of yeah. comics. Whenever <laughs> they want, however they want it, yeah. for which, whichever story. Spider-Man I, is always 28. <laughs> also, <laughs> also, like these motherfuckers on the cover, like the Gen Z quote-unquote sidekicks, they all look like they're fucking like, 27. Uh, the Marvel girl sidekick is very thick. What's two Cs? It's got horses in the back. Um, I th- is it- it's got horses in the background. She's got them horses in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's her power. But like that angel looks even more menacing than the real angel. Well, so- Archangel looks super menacing. Yeah. So there's theories that it could be chimeras that have yeah. introduced chimeras? in Hox- Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what did the I say? Brent was horrified. D- nope. Chimera. I'm not here to judge. Do you know her? <laughs> chimera. <laughs> chimera. That's my drag name. Chimera Knightley. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that, <laughs> since Hawks and Pox came out, that people are waiting for them to actually come right. out. So they could be merger of certain characters. Um, since uh, we don't talk about the art enough on this podcast, uh, I am really excited that Bernard Bernard Chang uh, Bernard Chang is going to be the artist. I can't say that English, Bernard. the English version, and then the American, yeah, and then yeah. like apparently yeah. the Yugoslavian version, yeah. a country that doesn't even exist anymore. Um, he's going to be drawing. He's a longtime artist. Uh, he did a lot of stuff for like Valiant, DC, and Marvel before. He's really good. I'm very really excited pretty. to see him back on on like a book, especially an X book. Coming yep. out in uh, Marvel or Marvel in April. <laughs> April. Jesus yeah. Christ, we're all having we're strokes. Ha- on we're the ha- podcast. Apparently, Guys, we are getting older. Uh, <laughs> you especially. We need boy. some Gen Z sidekicks on this podcast. Could You've you already ten- got one. You got back. Oh, sorry. Could you imagine ten people talking on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we got close once. We did. We would get up to eight. Uh, I think we got seven at one point. It was. Mm, cacophonous. Uh, so I know last week uh, Clark and I weren't on the podcast, and y'all talked about the X Men event that is going to happen in December. Y'all all kind of gave your little pitches. Mm-hmm. Since Clark and I didn't get a chance to be on it, uh, I'd love for the two of us to give our pitches and hear what. Well, y'all's we reaction. wouldn't. Next topic. I'm just <laughs> kidding. I would like Clark, Kayla. What would you say? So my thinking was it actually has to deal with destiny and mystique. 
uh, because remember the big cliffhanger for Hawks and Pox was Mystique uh, in agreement to be on the the, the uh, on the Quiet Council. She wanted Destiny to be mm-hmm. resurrected. Moira, being kind of off on her own, basically told Charles and, and Magneto, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. And so I think there's going to be some kind of revelation of whether either she comes back or Mystique finds out that they lied to her and uh, Moira's existence comes to light to at least the denizens of Krakoa. How does that lead Council. to an event? I think it may have something to do with the breakup of the Quiet Council. Yeah, I could see um, it being like a mini Civil War type thing because you've got... You'll have a people that were like not necessarily lied to, but like they there's a continuing or growing, I should say, uh, way that many of the people are looking at the island, both the heroes and the quote unquote previous villains. Because even we'll talk more about Excalibur, but you even see at the end they're talking about where Rogue had that weird dream about her having to have mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. So I do think they're planting lots of seeds as to why certain people would be like, no, fuck this place. And I think all it's going to take is something like a weird powder keg event. I th- I, th- I think it's certainly a great Chekhov's gun type thing because it's certainly li- there's a lot of stuff lingering from Hawks and Pox. Mm-hmm. When there is a Moira book that's supposed to be coming out this year, right? So the the idea is de- they don't resurrect Destiny. That causes a fight because I think in addition to that would be that Moira actually does get killed, and for whatever reason they can't mm-hmm. resurrect her, and that causes more doubt in the institutions of Krakoa. But if Moira gets killed, wouldn't that automatically trigger the 11th life? We don't, what, know. We don't well, know if she has 10 or 11. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Destiny did say 11 if you're lucky. Yeah. 10 for sure, 11 if you're lucky. So what I get nervous about is, to that point, it becomes just an assassination kind of idea where Destiny resurrects. She tries to pick her team. Mystique's like, I love you, I'll follow you. And a bunch of people follow Mystique because she's like, fuck this bitch. And also, then it's just like them on the run for no reason. Also, like, you know who she recruits? Saber tooth. Did anyone else down <laughs> yeah, there? Like she gets sure. all They're of those people. Up. Yeah, and I don't think it'll be necessarily just like the villains. It, I think there'll be a, some it'll like good mix. some like good like good guy mutants. They'll find uh, some reason to be like Quanon. We need you for this mission. She'll be like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I said good mutants. <laughs> what do you think, Clark? No, that's fine. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you heard it here first. That is the next event that's coming to Marvel. Right. It'll be here in December. And it's just fine, according to you Clark. He- <laughs> yeah, you hear that, writers. Clark thinks it's just fine, which is the greatest praise he could possibly yeah, I give. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> that that idea leads generations of X-Men stories. <laughs> they, no, that's fine. We just that's have what cl- it was for the last 10 years. Yeah, yeah right. that's true. We just have Clark Day where he gives a motivational speech, <laughs> and it's just like, uh-huh. Welcome to my TED Talk. <laughs> You're all doing oh dead talk sorry <laughs> all right uh so marvel is releasing kurt Busiek, actually who's a very good writer is uh assembling a bunch of new new ish and uh established talent for something called marvel snapshots so kurt Busiek, uh you might remember is behind the great uh miniseries in the early 90s called marvels it was like basically going through the history of the marvel universe through a human point of view character um, he's done a lot of great stuff since then. I'm really kind of excited about this project, but mostly I'm excited for the Cyclops one shot because uh, Jay from Jay and Miles, uh, the uh, a wonderful podcast about uh, about X Men, uh, is going to be writing Cyclops, and Jay is uh, trans, which is great. So we're going to get some more queer representation on as uh, from the creative side of things on the X-Books, yeah. or the Marvel books in general. And it's crazy because basically every giant Marvel fan, boy or girl, uh, tends to want to write a story or 
like draw a story at some point. So it's yeah. kind of crazy that it's actually happening for someone. Uh, I used to see it happen a long time ago. I used to go on like message boards uh, where you had like fans who just started interacting with like creative types and they just established relationships and they actually, some of them yeah. were very talented. Like Kieran Gillen, who uh, writes or just finished writing Wicked and Divine, wrote Young Avengers, mm-hmm. wrote a really great run of Uncanny mm-hmm. X-Men uh, about uh, eight, seven, eight years ago. Uh, started off as somebody who was just a fan and you know clearly he had some talent behind him and like he was able to just uh you know able to make that make that shine so it was really cool can um, i ask a, can i pose a question to you guys sure. um who you as a super fan of this one character who could you write one for mine will obviously be dazzler who would you guys write i think emma i think i could write a really good emma yeah that'd be cool well, wait, like, okay. Yeah, I think there's two types. Not- I think there's two series. It's like one that you'd be, you'd have a good voice for, and then another one that you'd love to write. Yeah, like, do you feel like there's a character who you definitely understand their voice better I than other people? I think and I are very similar. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's not something you want to put on the page, right? Like, oh, you, no. You, sorry, you on the page. <laughs> <laughs> well, no one will read it. I, yeah. uh, I would, like, love to give... As we always talk about on this podcast, I would love to give Store more content. I am not the person that should be writing. This year. <laughs> no, I think we no, all. No, no, okay, no, no, that's no. a good question. Who do you think you should be writing? Even um, though Storm is just probably your favorite. One of those evil twins, maybe. No, I do feel like it's <laughs> the, usually the Menendez twins. <laughs> I think Deadpool's too much. I think like Spider Man could be pretty good. Like I think it's got to be a character that has a lot of quips. Uh, fu- yeah, fun outlook on life. Like always on the positive. I think you could do Iceman actually. Oh yeah, that's a really good. Oh one, my I god, think. it's and the new Cena Grace. Uh, yeah, Cena Grace basically wrote the series I would write, which is what it was like. What comes with good and bad. <laughs> I think I do. A, I could try a little bit. I'll do a little bit differently, but like that's pretty much how I envisioned how. There'd be no uh, gay coming out storyline. He would just be gay already. Okay. Enough of those parents. Yeah. What about you, Brent? Is there any sort of Western type of uh, juggernaut? I don't <laughs> I, like, I like Krakoa. Westerns, but I don't think I could <laughs> write a Western type story, but I don't know. I think I'd, what I'd probably do is I would, I wouldn't write for Glob Herman, okay. but I would make sure he gets that same yeah. like 3% yeah. of the story. <laughs> he would I always could, be in your stories. I could see you writing a really good, because our just, you know, I think it's like, I don't know if it's just what you like, but I feel like you could write a really good version of that really shitty cable series that we read like a couple oh, of years ago. Oh, the time travel one? Exactly. Because it was such a, you love the band, like you love, you do love the Western idea. So I do feel yeah. like you can apply, not necessarily, you'd be able to apply concepts, might be slightly tropist, but I think you'd do it in a really good way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not going to, it doesn't have to be like this crazy, insanely different story. You'd just be very smart about what I think a, ta- enjoy. a time travel story would be fun. I think you'd write a really good Magneto. I was going to say that, but I thought that would be arrogant. And also, do we need more Magneto stories? Yes, he's do the we best. Need more Cyclops stories. One, preferably do we need more about America stories. No, we don't need more Cyclops stories. <laughs> How dare Cyclops you. is quite good. I know they're all quite, quite good. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think you write a good good antihero. What about Clark? Ooh, I mean, Polaris. Polaris would be the one I would oh, do first. You know, yeah. I have an answer. Dupe. Just we're gonna get in the hot the head of dupe, which is just the head of Clark. You know how they like okay, so I could be up for there's that. like an issue or an annual or whatever, and they're like, We gave four different artists a chance to tell like a dupe uh-huh. story. That would be Clark, but he's written all oh, of them boy. and they're all different they're animes. All totally... They're all crazy <laughs> and separate. That for sure. I could actually see the Polaris uh, on both ends because I think I could see it oh, as like you? by Polaris. <laughs> you mean by, you mean both of them? I think it's because I you, <laughs> depends on how uh, well I'm, I'm a, doing. How would I didn't even know it? But I because I think you like obviously the character, 
But I do think that there is sometimes a lacking. <laughs> Tiptoe around. No, no, no. I think there's just a lackingness of reality to certain characters that do like deal with like mental health and things like that. And I think there would be like a much more, there'd be a much smarter take to be had for some of these characters, especially someone like Pearl. I actually think Clark would write a really good new mutant series. Like, cause I think you love the characters a lot and I think you'd want to like, you'd get too bored writing one character. I bring in some Hellions too. I, that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. You'd bring in like all like that old ass, like new mutant yeah, stuff. Like, just write a cat's eye that. series yeah, you or know something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who would be a fun? I've got some good cat's eye ideas. <laughs> not, not, not necessarily. I, I don't know if I would have any ideas for it, but I would love to see more trinary, like a trinary oh. story. Yeah. I think oh, and you're looking fun. at me oh, because yeah. I'm Indian. No, I get it. I was looking at you because you were the last person who was talking. Oh. Kaylin, you look like someone who would write a great trinary. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I would love to write trinary. I uh, I said Emma, but I would love to do a Hellfire Club uh, comic. Totally. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Super fun. Would you set it in the classic Hellfire times, or would I think you I would. I would modernize it. it. Like definitely, I love what's happening it's with an Hellfire. Internet chat room. Ooh, what's going on? Who knows? Yeah, I, what's this? 1996 internet chat room. Let's send each other. You know. Uh, hey, Apple let me chats. send an email to brent.wingate at aol.com. 49. <laughs> <laughs> 48 <laughs> before. I, I thought I could write a good Dazzler, but on a realer note, I think she's trying to put her life together way too much that I can't identify no, no, with. Yeah. So, boom, so boom. maybe it just go with the second rate boom boom, yeah. I Well, yeah, boom boom fits. I feel like... <laughs> You could also maybe do, depending on how... The uh, sorting hat. <laughs> well, depending on how egotistical he was, I think you could do like a fun Quentin Choir series. Like, I feel like if you if it was more of an ensemble Quentin Choir series, not that like you and you actually are more like Quentin Choir, but like yeah. it's easy to act like high status, uh, like crazy asshole kind of way. Honestly, Ouch. like like uh, <laughs> like the next generation, it's not New Mutants, but like like the new X-Men. I oh, think that's, armor and all Oh, that. I love that's, that. That's your up I your alley. I voices down Yeah, too. for sure. You, should write Children of the Atom. I'm gonna call. <gasps> oh, but they're all about you, Adam. Adam <laughs> Children write, of the Atom. Adam should Stop. write a uh, beak story. <laughs> it's just masturbation story. Beast. Beak. <laughs> what? Oh, beak story. Yeah, what? for sure. It's about what happens to all of your semen. Yeah, Children of the Atom. Gross. <laughs> um, I'm awful. my baby. <laughs> I'm moving this along. So, how many uh, issues is that? Uh, a uh, lot. You're gonna have a lot of issues with it. Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have volumes. It's it's, it's each one gallons of, even. It's each one of Adam's sperm <laughs> that you just follow a storyline. Like, what if that was the and sperm they're all that just rotting. Somewhere? Yeah, I was gonna say one in the toilet, one in a towel, <laughs> one in a butt. I, I was <laughs> one in a mouth, one in a glass for some reason. I, I was pitching more of an alternate universe. <laughs> That oh one no, of them no, got no, it no. the other didn't no. but you went the more gross route most of them are on a <laughs> on a toilet paper roll. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> gross. Moving, um, moving right along. along, so we got a little bit of news and pictures about the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier show on Disney Plus, which is coming out next year or this year this or next year? fall fall uh, fall of fall of 2020 yeah. well it depends on what's happening with Puerto Rico. Oh yeah, with all the delays and yikes. stuff. Yikes! Oh that's god. Awful. Oh. Poor Puerto Rico. Anyways, um, they have said that the Thunderbolts will likely be part of the show, uh, which is really cool because Baron Zemo, we know, is going to be an antagonist, if not the antagonist. Uh, and so uh, there are some rumors out there about like them maybe spinning off into their own show. Not sure if that'll happen. Yeah. But then we also saw some pictures of uh, U.S. Agent. So it's clear that the U.S. government is going to try to bring in their own version of Captain America, 
after Steve Rogers did his whole thing in Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his whole bad time travel story. <laughs> <laughs> it was cute. That's I never been it. fully solved Ripped on what actually happened. It was cute. Ignore I liked it. Ignore it. <laughs> so I saw the photos you posted of U.S. Agent. Yeah, on or whoever posted them, and they were just you in the mirror with a Captain America. On, on I look great, and you did, but I didn't put in any effort to learning who U.S. Agent was. So I just thought. Oh, they they don't have a title for that character right now. <laughs> He's just called U.S. Agent for now. That's so great. that's a placeholder. No one would name their superhero oh, that. That's a lazy God. name. <laughs> Let me. You want to give me a little background yeah, on U.S. Agent? Sure. So, so uh, like back in the eighties, uh, uh, the U.S. government tried to control Captain America. He said absolutely not. He went off and he gave up the uh, the guise of Captain America. He really so, does that like every decade. Yeah, yeah basically, really. ba- basically, it was that decade yeah. when he did that. So uh, they gave a guy, and I shit you not, his name was Johnny Walker. Oh god, Johnny Walker became the new Captain America, and then you quickly realize he's very unhinged and kind of racist and kind of right wing. Um, and so uh, Steve Rogers assumed the name just the Captain. Hmm. And so, like, there was a whole storyline for a while. It was actually pretty good. Uh, and then eventually, you know, uh, quote unquote, Johnny Walker dies, but not really. <laughs> Steve Rogers becomes Captain America again, mm-hmm. but still goes down smooth. Uh, they bring back. <laughs> <laughs> he was black, red, and green. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so they gave uh, uh, Johnny Walker, like, the black costume that Steve Rogers wore, and they renamed him U.S. Agent. Mm. Yeah. And so, like, it became, like, sort of the. He became. He, they redeemed him a little bit. He became a better character. He was on that in the comic Force Works. Because mm-hmm. um, he showed was, up in uh, West Coast Avengers at yeah. some yes. point. Like he's been around kind of off and on for years. Yeah. yeah. How kind is Steve Rogers? Like just fucking Ned Flanders. That he just uh, someone else wants to take his superhero name. So he's like, okay, I'll just call myself mm-hmm. something else. It's fine. You can have that. Um, <laughs> it was he's a good nice. guy. No, yeah. it's amazing how little I actually gleamed from. Car, like, because obviously most of my c- comics content came from like collecting trading cards when I was a kid. Because yeah. it, most like, of your comics content came from collecting trading cards of comics, yeah. but or comic characters. But it was just so funny because I remember there were I was, baseball cards, so it was kind of weird. Because when I was little, <laughs> I was like, "Is this Captain America?" Um, I really did. I for some reason something about U.S. Agent seemed cool. I think it was because it was his, just his costume was black. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like that character sounds awful. Why would I have remembered that character so well? Remember, well as he a was kid? the first of like them replacing like the big three in the Avengers. Yes. Then there was like War Machine replaced Iron Man, it was, and, and that was Rogue. Beta Ray Bill replaced Thor. No, <laughs> no it was, it was Thunderstrike. Yeah, replaced Thor. Uh, Beta Ray Bill was cool. Thunderstrike was kind of lame. Yeah, he was like a very weird new... Like I'm sure someone was like, let's give a uh, new take on Thor. He looks too much like he's from the 60s. Give him a fucking... Like, he had like a jacket ponytail. Right? Right? Yeah. Up leather jacket. So, so yeah. is U.S. Agent a super soldier of any sort? Or yeah, he is a super soldier, uh, Like, but he they wasn't... They finally cracked that serum. He wasn't... Uh, gave it to one person. Developed. <laughs> in the 1940s it was much later like modern times so they're they're going to recreate that storyline mm-hmm. uh, for Falcon and Winter Soldier which makes a lot of sense like it's sure. totally fitting I, I love that storyline a lot yeah. and I love the Thunderbolts too yeah. so I'm very excited for Falcon and Winter I, Soldier I don't know what they're going to do with Thunderbolts yet since they don't have any villains to be Thunderbolts <laughs> well we know Baron- like the big turn is not going to be as well, good because we won't what characters do we have to 
do so the there's turn for Thaddeus Ross. I know is going to be in Black Widow, so he might be. They might throw him in again. Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he Sorry, could yes. potentially turn into Red Hulk because he's that in the comics. Yeah, Ugh. and then the, well, that, so that's what some <laughs> I, of the speculation is. It's any of the people that are still kind of alive. So like yeah. Ghost is still alive. Who's already kind of good. Ghost and she wasn't in the Thunderbolts at one point, or yeah. he was. Baron yeah. Zemo, and then we could have um, the new Black Widow after. Um, oh, she, Elena! I, yeah, we could yeah. have Elena in there because after what's her face just, dies, just tossing Dokken for no reason. So basically, <laughs> they're going to put in people who already have been redeemed. These are supposed to be people who are not redeemed at all yet. Well, so just they, to go back on the Thunderbolts, because I know that yeah. there was a turnover. Like obviously, every, there's people that do end up wanting to being good, so they overthrow Baron Zemo. It sounds like like how did it even work in the first place? So the first place, it was the Avengers and Fantastic Four were all taken to a different universe right that it's was a, it during the onslaught saga. yeah yeah it was after onslaught heroes reborn jim yes. lee drew fantastic four rob layfield drew captain america wasn't very good so in the main marvel <laughs> universe jubilee drew fantastic four no jim lee jim lee we all heard that one uh, <laughs> you're wrong yeah uh and so the regular marvel universe the 616 uh they didn't have the main heroes anymore so a, bu- uh, a new team came up, Thunderbolts, and they like saved a bunch of people, and they were celebrated. And the big reveal at the end of the comic was they were, they were a bad guys called the Masters of Evil. Yes, and so okay, Baron so- Zemo was the villain, and it was so big at the time because it was during the nascent days of the internet, where like stuff like that could Thrill. stay under wraps for so long, mm-hmm. and it was really, really shocking. Yeah, two of no, the big characters that do need to show up though, if they are going to do Thunderbolts, yeah. we need Songbird, Songbird and Moonstone. They're thousand percent. They they need more uh, female empowerment just in general. I guess on the evil side as well. Yeah. But uh, also they're just two of the best characters to ever. So be I in think the, Thunderbolts. the way they'll do it, is they'll probably just try to like kind of combine v- different versions of the Thunderbolts and make it more of like they're not necessarily bad, but they're not necessarily good either. I think they could they're be like, like morally run. gray, government run, morally yeah. gray. Because there was that team of Thunderbolts that, um, uh, what's his face, Norman Osborn ran mm-hmm. during like post Civil War. Uh, that was mm. um, that's the one that sticks out in my mind, which is that's why I was a so great con- series. Yeah, that I was so con- that's why I was so confused about how was it that all by started. Warren Ellis. Warren Ellis wrote, wrote it. Right. Yeah. yeah, because yeah. I always... I liked the run. I just did not. It's not what I want from Thunderbolts. Yeah. Really? No, I want what the Thunderbolts originally was about. Yeah. And then there was the one that was run by Luke Cage too. Yeah, that one was dreadful. It I was see. quite bad. But I think the ghost was in that one. They'll probably take like little elements of the various iterations totally. and find like a new way to make it work in the yeah, current MCU. Like they've been doing that makes sense. Yeah. No, I'm excited. I think it would be good for a TV show like uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon to have I, a little bit more of a villain team presence because I think that's the biggest problem with a lot of like superhero TV shows is that there's always usually one villain, mm-hmm. maybe an extra side character for muscle, but then everyone else is just a bunch of generic like goons. And I just don't think it works as well. Generic I would goons. love, I would love to see the Avengers be formed because there's another team that they yeah. have to like come up against. That would be great. The dark Avengers, the dark Avengers. Avengers. Yeah. Well, that would even be more sick is that if they found like, like if they found yeah. a way to build from the TV show, the villains would then turn up in the movies. Yeah. Kind of thing. And they could also do reveals at the end of movies as they always do. But instead of doing the Avengers, like they did trying to build it's that team, a, yeah. they do the opposite with dark Avengers. Uh, one bit, one more bit of news before we go into comics. Uh, the Picard series is premiering this week, uh, and uh, on some interview, Patrick Stewart—it was The View, actually. Yeah. Patrick uh-huh. Stewart was uh, talking about it, and 
who's on The View. It's Whoopi Goldberg, who mm. played Guinan in Star Trek Next Generation. And, and he... Joy Behar and Megan McCain. And yeah, but they weren't on Next Generation. Weren't they? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Patrick Stewart asked Whoopi Goldberg, hey, I'd love for you to be on season two, which they've already greenlit. And she said, yeah, I'm in. It's a very sweet moment. So if you guys get a chance, yeah. just look it up. It's like everywhere. Yeah. But it's super sweet, actually. It's exciting. She's like overwhelmed a little bit, too, because she was not expecting it at all. It's very cute. I, what did I, Megan McCain do? She, she wasn't there. Oh, thank God. She all was right, out I'll of watch her chair. it now. She's gone. But she was she the was Megan McCain the... from yesterday's Enterprise, like the alternate universe yeah. Megan <laughs> McCain. There's some good Megan McCain that's trapped <laughs> in a different dimension. <laughs> she doesn't talk about her dad at all. Yeah. Um, there can't be oh, another bad Her one. dad is a peace hero. and <laughs> Wow. It's an alternate oh, universe. God. Uh, the thing that I do like about the, the other thing I like about the video, other than it's heartwarming and lovely, is that when they go to like show people like applauding, in every single shot, you should watch it. There's like only three people in every shot, and they're all like the underside of their faces, which is a very weird way <laughs> of filming a bunch of people who are happy for this. Oh, weird. Do they just not care because they don't know what I, Star Wars I think Star that they don't have a full audience. Oh. And so they just didn't want to show like oh, the God. entire audience like standing up and applauding. So they went to like the areas where most, most of the audience were, were sitting. Yep. They okay. couldn't just drag a bunch of idiots in off the street. <laughs> that's real. what they got. That's what they did for the regular show. Oh, I get it. No, that's the cast of the view. Uh, hey. Oh. Anyways. We'll, uh, why we'll, are you jumping on a bad joke? <laughs> <laughs> why are you throwing yourself into the fray? <laughs> Let me bomb in solitude. <laughs> Have you met Adam? Yeah. Anyways. Uh, so the show is premiering this week. We're going to review it once it's, I believe, once it's done. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Because we can actually have our, I think we all uh, self-admitted that we're not Star Trek super fans. So mm-hmm. we do want to bring some folks on that we who no are. love and trust to uh, tell us self that we're fucking well, we know. Well, they're, they're going to like talk about how much they loved it. And we'll be like, that show was just okay. <laughs> and then we'll be like, you're never coming back. Right. Uh, so let's talk about some comics this week. Uh, the two Dawn of X books were More Otters, number six. Ryan Crawl, that's for you. Uh, Excalibur. <laughs> Is it for you, though? <laughs> I don't like it. I like otters. <laughs> yeah, I like I'm the saying. way Ryan incorrectly <laughs> says Marauders. And say it again. Marauders. You say no! you're right! You do no. say Marauders. Like. By God, she's got it. My uh, yeah, give ex- me that. That's all I think about when I think so about Marauders tough. now. Is I have to practice, <laughs> literally. Uh, Excalibur number six, and then the brand new Guardians of the Galaxy number one, which is written by Al Ewing and mm-hmm. Juan Cabal. Um, do you want to do the Dawn of X books first and then talk about Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes, yes let's sure. do it. Lead us in there, Ryan Krull. Um, so in correct reading order, we should actually cover more Otters number six. Yep. Uh, so basically we get another pirate tale and, Mm -hmm. uh, the overall big thing is it's kind of a kitty story and she, yes, (laughs) call me Kate. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and she says, uh, basically we find out what happens and why Sebastian Shaw is so integral to the entire part. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he, he actually basically planned something the entire time. So did you expect the heel turn of Sebastian Saw so quick? No. I knew it was going to eventually happen, but I didn't expect it that fast. Me neither. I see it. What's interesting to me for that is that I see it more as his own machinations within a smaller universe. So I think in terms of like, I don't think he's like overthrowing Krakow or like really breaking the ideals. Obviously he's a fucking asshole. He's going to like go to the bottom with saber serving. But right. I do. I do think that he's playing within the boundaries of the new sandbox. It's just that his old habits die hard and are now he's going to 
he assumed that he could get away with it, which sure. is why I think he, he was but okay. He is, he is fucking with the Quiet Council, though, because totally. they put Emma on there. Yeah. And if he's fucking with Emma, and Emma appointed Kate as the Red Monarch, I mean, that's clearly like a violation of something. Oh, totally. I mean, I don't see him... I don't. What I mean is, like, I don't see him violating Xavier Magneto's overall vision. What he's, were the three rules again? It's don't no, kill humans. Fuck a lot. Fuck a lot. Fuck a lot. Get paid. Fuck, fuck a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know. I should have that like on a wall somewhere in my office and be like, yeah, yeah bitch. I won't kill any humans. Um, <laughs> no, but it's like, I, I, the story is interesting. I do think it's a little bit, uh, his hand is too played now. Like I feel like the, the pro the storyline's going to ramp up too fast, but I did. I love the sort of, flip over and i love as much as i hate the fucking young hellfire club i do like that they weirdly implanted pyro with a with, an with yellow jacket with yellow yeah, jackets so for some weird. reason this is shoved inside it's yeah so that peculiar and his outrageous it so was they ho- accidentally or he happens to get stabbed pyro does while yeah. he's yeah. fighting one of these t- terrible white supremacists and they just launch a ship into him and are watching through his pupils. Yeah. yeah. It's outrageous. And the uh, the takeaway log is fucking hilarious. Oh, uh, he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, they seem like nice people. What's like, you know, they don't seem like these like weird like militants who Yellow hate all humans. definitely wants to have sex with Iceman. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Everyone's gay in this comic. I love it. A little bit weird that he sees in black and white through uh, Pyro's vision. I think because they thought, oh, the light goes in the eye, but it hasn't hit the cones and rods, which would convert it into light we can interpret, okay. that it would be in black and white. But he uh, still has cones still and rods in his eyes yeah. that would convert it. Brent, can I tell you something? So when I was reading that description of like them being in the body, I was like, Brent's going to find something <laughs> with this. I actually really liked it, though, because I was very surprised. <laughs> Not mad, about- just going to find something. Yeah. It's such a quirky next step, which I appreciate. I think the artwork is continues to be really cute. I yeah. like it a lot. It's really good. Um, and then we actually find out that uh, old Pierce is involved as well. Donald, old yeah, Pierce. Donald Pierce. It makes sense. Pierce. That's Marauder guy. Who is that? No, he's with the Reavers. He, we've seen him a bunch. Sorry, of Sorry, not Marauder. That's what I meant. The Reavers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, he was a member of the Hell Cl- Hellfire Club way back yes. when. Mm-hmm. Um, he was in the cartoon version. He was like the yeah, ro- yeah he, he was, was on that one as well, that twisting one, around yeah. and shit. Yeah. It was during the Dark Phoenix saga when yes. they introduced Hellfire Club. Yep. Uh, no, it's it's still one of my favorite Don of X books. I think it's delightful. Um, I love. I think uh, oh. Gary, Jerry Dugan really has the voices down of the characters. Yeah. yeah. Well, bigger, more interesting reveal of Sebastian's whole plan is that uh, Emma's brother, uh, brother's Christian. Involved, yeah. Right? yeah. He gets yeah he gets Christian to like, like. I mean, I think he doesn't know the full extent of it, but he definitely yeah fucked he's around just with dumb. Him. I think Those in this version, the, the, <laughs> what, what's the evil kids, the Rarity or whatever? The, well, Verendi. Verendi. Yeah. Um, in this version, they seemed a little bit more competent than yes. when we saw them last. They're like, yeah, we're going to cause trouble. <laughs> Watch yeah, out. Like, yeah, we like it here. Yeah, right. Precisely. Because well, it's not really fully them involved or in charge. That's true. Yeah. Got that woman that Kitty nicer. punched in the face. I love, I <laughs> love that so line. Bitch. It's like, yeah, you're not even a citizen of Krakoa. Like, weren't you like a citizen of China? In a week your ago? country, we have diplomatic immunity. <laughs> yeah, Punch. how are, how are <laughs> you? How are you a citizen of Madripoor so quickly? Yeah. S- Sebastian Shaw is writing a lot on just maybe, maybe <laughs> this might work right? yeah. because <laughs> he's like, I'm thinking these vines will grab you. I'm thinking they're not going to be able to like 
re- make you reborn. I'm really hoping. Yeah. Well, he's that's a, a lot to. He's write a on. very what? Pri- is it prideful? The right word? Like that motherfucker Stupid. thinks he's always smarter than everybody else, even if he's yeah. a dumbass. So like, yeah, it's no, not that you. surprising, oh, yeah. but it is a little bit weird that I'm like, really, you think you would have thought this through a little bit more? <laughs> like, there's way too many variables that are gonna get fucked up. He's to- like Siobhan from uh, Succession. Yes. Shiv. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here's a question: Do you guys? Think it's a two part question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bobby Drake mm-hmm. would be good on RuPaul's Drag Race? Oh, or do you think he would be? And the second question is: Do you think he'd be good for RuPaul's Drag uh, Race? And third question: Is it season twelve or All Stars season five? Okay, it's All Stars. I'll answer all these. It's All Stars. He would be a great judge because he can give quick, like little quips. But him actually being on the show would be disastrous. Oh, no, that's exactly right. Uh, but the problem is they'd walk him around the workroom and he'd be really annoying. Oh, my God, I love you. Do the ice thing with your hands. He's been doing, yeah, yeah he's, he always does like ice queens from different like stories. Oh, totally. And you're like, do you have anything other than ice in your act? Well, I am the ice queen. What am I supposed to do? Like they always bully me, the attractive one. So just to yeah. confirm, there is a reference in the comic book that Iceman was going to star on Drag Race. Yes, <laughs> he's going to judge, judge on judge. Drag Race. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Do you remember the episode of Drag Race where <laughs> Lisa Kudrow shows up, but she only shows up for, for like 30 sequence. seconds and yeah, just says, so hey, because they found her on the street? On That's the street. exactly what happened. She's like, oh, you're on set today? Could you? Would just you? wander on by. I do want to make this an ongoing. Hi, I'm Lisa Kudrow. And they cut her yeah, off. Yeah. <laughs> I do want to make this an ongoing segment on our podcast, though, is that like when things are feeling kind of light, just be like, hey, do you think Marvel Girl would be a great drudge on Drag Race? What's a yeah. drudge? <laughs> drudge. Do you think, do you think she drudge. Report. Yeah, do you think she could take over Drudge Report? <laughs> <laughs> she does know everything. She does read minds. I think it's a Cypher who would be the best for Drudge Report. Hmm. Anyways. What? Dying okay. Today. All right, so Excalibur number six. Yeah, uh, it's it kind away. of the uh, culmination of the first part of the Otherworld arc. Um, I really kind of... I think this was probably the best issue of the series so far. It's still... Not my favorite of the Dawn of X books, but I think there was so much emphasis on Apocalypse that when he's being kind of a manipulative bastard, I really enjoy it. He gets resurrected because uh, in the previous issue, Rogue steals his you know powers, his essence, Kills all that, him. blah, blah, blah. And so Charles is basically like, I guess I'll jump you in the queue because like you that. are actually that important. You are on the Quiet Council, but you know what the fuck are you doing, basically, for real? And uh, is it Rogue that's basically telling Gambit, like, I don't think he's that bad a guy. Like, he's doing some okay stuff. She's like, I feel fine looking like she just went to, like, a state fair and got her face painted. Like no, a no she, she looks like Day of the Dead. Yeah. You're like, you know when a white girl just dresses up for Day of the Dead? Yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what she looks like. Oh my Stop God. doing that. That's offensive. Like, why? I don't look crazy <laughs> right now. I feel fine. Your face is blue, and you got two black stripes on it. Her secondary mutation <laughs> is, is cultural appropriation. She's herself to look like an Egyptian. Oh, yeah. Mm. And she's walking <laughs> like one, too. Jesus. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I think this was a... Considering that this has kind of been a more like down series as opposed to even up and down, I do think that this closed the sort of act one uh, well. Yeah. I think it sets some things up that make it interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see more of it. I like Jamie Braddock a lot. I'd like to see a lot more of him in the ongoing series. I think it gives... It's an interesting. I haven't read the character before, so but I find him really interesting, and I think it helps create good it. characters for Betsy. So yeah. like, I'd like to see more of that. Um, even even the Rogue Gambit stuff, I thought was actually a really interesting take on what their relationship could be or where it could go. Like I was saying before, when we were talking about what could be the big event, like 
this idea of procreation is really interesting. Um, and not just someone that hates kids, someone who hates kids. But. I'm turning around on this series a little bit because so much happened in this one issue that you did get your money's worth. Yeah. You, at least there was a lot of things that happened. I, yeah. I have a problem with this because this book because literally remember when it was just like oh by the way Shoko is the one who opened up this 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 mm, portal yeah it's just lots of oh by the way look at this infographic now suddenly jamie braddock has part of camelot and blah blah, blah and you're like mm. wait what the fuck did it's, i miss you got three whip, issues you got i don't like this comic at all because nothing makes sense they do it so fast sometimes they're like it's just confusing and then the two issues later they're gonna say like oh you know, this is what this might have been if you didn't understand it before. It I, seems like the punch, the the punch was worth it, like valuable in the sense of like this is an interesting story to tell. Yeah, but they right. ran through the beats in a way that was very sloppy, and it wasn't very nicely character driven. Yeah, where I kind of feel like was the story just rushed along because it could it probably be. could have had a few more issues. Remember when they spent uh, seven pages of them fighting fish people for no reason, like oh three episodes Lord. back? And like, <laughs> yeah, I, and Kitty was there, and then she's like, I'm going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like Brian Braddock is just better. Like that was way too quick. He was barely in the thing. He's like, oh, wait, he's good now. Yeah. So Rushed. I agree with everything you've said. I think the pacing is off. I think this is a weakness in Teeny Howard's writing. Nevertheless, I liked a lot of decisions yeah. that got yeah. us to where we are. It was like plotted the, well. The I Brian, think. the Brian stuff was interesting because him coming uh, away from Morgana Le Fay's uh, thrall um, when he has the dream or whatever it is yeah. with Merlin and Roma, and they like ask him to choose between the amulet and the sword. He chose the sword, and he was devastated by that. And I really like that part yeah. because that goes back to the original Captain Britain mythos. Uh, where he chooses the amulet and then the Black Knight chooses the sword. And like him being the defender of Britain, uh, he chooses something that's not a, an, a defensive weapon versus an offensive and weapon. And it gives them both powers, which so, is nice. Yeah. I, but <laughs> sure. I, so, Clark, yeah, I definitely, I think you're both right, essentially, in the sense that the overall narrative is actually interesting. Yeah. I think it's just not told as strongly as it could because to that point, like, there's almost the biggest problem with this book, based on what you just said, because I agreed, even as someone who doesn't even know Captain Britain that well, like I really enjoyed um, that ending scene. It just has no downtime. Like I think they need more, like too often they were just constantly moving to the next part of the mission. Yeah. Whereas instead I would have liked them to go on a journey and then come back and have like an issue yeah, where they just yeah. talk for a while. This like, should have been, sorry. No, no, no. This should have been 12 issues right here. I agree. I, I, there's so, so much to be told. It's just bizarre. And then I think she just makes the excuse of like, oh, it was Apocalypse's or whatever the fuck you would pronounce that now. Uh, Apocalypse's ah. plan. So we don't have to explain all this because it's Apocalypse's plan. But like you need to explain all this because it's more interesting to explain all of yeah. this than actually have it like hand wave like, oh, this is what he thought. <laughs> There's yeah. a funny meme out there, though, real quick. Yeah. That it's like, call me at like all spelled weird. <laughs> yeah. And then it's someone just says. Call me prestige, and everyone's like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I think what uh, one last thing I'll say about Excalibur, uh, it definitely is like the destination is great. The journey is really kind of like very yeah, flawed. Okay. Um, and I think that Teeny Howard is trying to almost mimic uh, Jonathan Hickman's style. Mm. Hickman can get away with it because he is just that talented. Mm. He can use shortcuts when he needs to to like get to like point A, point B, using the the infographics and like the data dump sheets. She's trying it, and it just is like, ugh. It's just it comes across as like, 
you're trying to ape this, but you don't have the skill set for it. I mean, it. this I hate is saying that this is definitely more yeah. cohesively interesting than uh, Strike Force. That's for sure. That's well, she also writing who the yeah. fuck knows why yeah. that's even happening? Um, yeah. Why so is that series? No end, one's supposed to know. That's the point. May I end <laughs> uh, this comic with a note from Jonathan Hickman Ooh. that Adam will, Adam will read aloud oh. and be surprised as. The goal of the X office is to build a line where every kind of X fan can have a book they like. The expectation was never that you have to buy all the books to follow along. It never will be. Yes, we've built a cohesive line where everything is interconnected. And yes, we'll absolutely will do X crossovers and X tie-ins. But those are the exceptions and not the rule. So buy what you like. Don't buy what you don't like. Just don't act like because you don't care for something that no one else should. That ain't cool, X fans. That's really smart. Right? That's great. great. And he wrote that tweet. just to Rob Layfield, who is a <laughs> yeah. fucking piece of shit. Well, he also he, he went definitely to Rob also... Layfield's house and nailed it on the door. <laughs> like Martin Luther. Yeah. It's an um, no, and, and I I definitely like. I mean, yes, it's that's a good outlook. On such that. a great way, especially for the creator of this universe, to say like, pick what you like. Because I bet there is somebody out there that does actually enjoy Fallen Angels. And, and Excalibur, they should big. throw themselves off the top. Yeah. Of the <laughs> but Maybe no, not but, that. But line. I but I do agree right. that it's like all you can really do is. Talk talk about what you liked and didn't like you can't just say like it's bad for everybody like that's just yeah. not how it that works. would be funny if the end of the letter was and i really mean all of this except for about falling <laughs> <laughs> that book is trash stinks. i don't that, like that it. one is the one that's getting canceled. it doesn't even uh, yeah yeah because i mean like quanon is going to be in hellions so yeah. like what's going to be the point of well, it's just one of, like it was actually really, not to go off on a huge tangent, but I think it's a really good point to bring up as it like, you know, everyone's, I think, becoming more and more critically, uh, critically, yeah, critically, <laughs> critically analyzing things, especially as they become more fans of them, because there's just so much content and so much discussion to digest. And like, I'm literally like just finished playing a video game that was made by like two people, like all of two people. And like, it's a really like pretty income. It's com- Cosmic Star Heroine. It's like an encompassing, like old school, like Japanese RPG type mm-hmm. game. And, like, you just read comments online, and you're just like, well, just because it's two fucking people doesn't mean that they can get away with blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that's fine. But, like, also, like, it's still two fucking people just doing a random job. Like, you can still say you didn't like the combat or you didn't like this. Or in that case, you don't like the story, the characters, the art, what have you. Yeah. But, like, you can't say, like, someone should, like, be inherently, like, feel bad about themselves based on the work. Like, you're not judging. It's just, like, a very interesting, like, it is bad. turn you of should feel critical bad. bullying mm-hmm. that's, like, come up where it's, like... People should be critical in a way that actually helps people think and grow about what they want to do and how they want to do it. Also, bitches have been complaining about not enough X books for years, and now we have a shit ton, and they're complaining about that. So, like, enjoy what you like and right. suck my I'm, dick. Rob Layfield, especially. <laughs> Did Fuck he, like, you. say have... Uh, oh, he's been, like, he's been, he's been complaining about... Why there's so many feet in these comments? <laughs> <laughs> Basically, like... I can't like this team's uh, anatomically correct. I don't like Not it. To, to be fair, he did say it in a urinal at a gas station, so <laughs> it's not to be taken. Don't away. talk to about yourself like that with more than a grain of salt. <laughs> don't, don't talk He's to a stall. Than... <laughs> oh um, so let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy number one. Uh, it is a new chapter for the Guardians, mm-hmm. and it is clearly setting up Empire amongst other storylines. Yeah. Yes, it starts uh, very ominous. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen yeah. as soon as they introduced these characters that their world was about to explode. So what I liked about this book, uh, uh, beyond the art, Juan Cabal is phenomenal. Uh, I liked the idea of like them trying to just be a family at first. And yeah. it's like, 
we've, we're like making this nice dinner. Gamora basically says, we can't go keep saving the galaxy over and over again. There's got to be other people who do. Um, it makes me really kind of wish I read the Annihilation one shots, um, but I know Clark, you read. Yeah, them. yeah, I read them. How does that? Uh, did it like help, hurt, or just not really? It made a lot us? more sense when there was that one page explanation of the whole cancer. <laughs> Everything that's been back. happening. Yeah. His I very like, heartfelt she... speech. Yeah. Yeah, it, it it makes much more sense, and it's much more important had you read that. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, I think for to Nova. your point about the family. Uh, usually I'm kind of always like whatever like for teams and stuff like that even we're not a company we're a family even for the X-Men sometimes but like I thought like weirdly for Guardians of the Galaxy for some reason it did feel right because like they're just so disparate because it's such weird cataclysmic like galaxy stakes it was kind of like like I'm like oh they all could just chill for a long time also like as gay men we get to choose our family like you know like thanks RuPaul yeah (laughs) I mean seriously I mean uh, like Many of us. I mean, we all. I think a lot of us come from like you know good like broken we have, homes. Well, that's a broken homes, but like we've got like strong family connections. But yeah. like a lot of we gay all... people ha- get to ch- like ha- get to like yeah. re- rebuild it and choose their family after that. And I, I like that like kind of approach. No, it'd be like if all if all of us could quit our jobs and just keep recording every day. I think we'd all do it generally until someone and was that like, would be our contribution to saving the galaxy. <laughs> wait, wait, which guardian of the galaxy would we be? Someone would kick open the door and be of like, those six or of whom. Anyone. Oh, wait. Who. Did you actually want that as a question? Yeah, oh. I don't know. Beta Ray Bill. He was there. Yeah. You would be. I'll be Philavel and Moondragon. <laughs> You're a lesbian couple. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of true, though. <laughs> I think I'm Just prob- me and one person. I think I'm probably Quill. Are you? Mm, or maybe Gamora. You're definitely Rocket Red. <laughs> Am I? Clark. Yeah, and sure. Groot. <laughs> like both. Groot together. I'm blood red, eye, blood red eyes. Blood red eyes. fine. But well, if I'm not Quill, who would I be? I think you'd be a Gamora bitch. Oh, that's Ooh, really that's, a compliment. Yeah, yeah you pu- you pull some shit where we're like, Kayla, calm down. <laughs> no, we're a family, Adam. <laughs> oh, you'd be Adam Warlock, there and that's go. the whole team. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> what, what Ad- uh, Ryan? I'd probably be Drax, but the movie version that's very dumb. Yeah. All right, I was just about to say you're new. Who's Marvel Boy? Can someone give me some? None of us is Marvel Boy. Oh. No, he's no, but he's asking great. who is Marvel Boy yeah. in the comic. Uh, really I cool love that character so much. Yeah. His name is Novar. He is fr- He's a creep, but from a parallel universe. So this is like half of this team is parallel universe. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and so he was introduced in a comic that Grant Morrison wrote uh, back in like 2000, 2001, I want to say. And it was fucking batshit great. He joined the Young Avengers when Kieran Gillen was, drawn, was well, writing it. He was it. not supposed to be in the entire universe, our universe, our quote-unquote 616 universe at all. That yeah. wasn't why he was written. It wasn't that was, oh, but, but people like, just loved him. So yeah, much. Uh, he's he's fucking. He joined great. the Avengers at one point as Protector, yeah. and then he joined the Young Avengers as Marvel Boy. Correct. After yeah. that, so <laughs> he <Right>. downgraded. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was better in, in Young I'm Avengers. Taking a yeah. self demotion. Yeah. Um, no, so the, ge- the general plot of this though is that Rocket and Peter have gone off. They've separated themselves from what we thought the Guardians of the Galaxy were going to be. Gamora, and, um But Moondragon and Phyla went with them. They're now trying to be assembled by Captain Nova. Is that yeah, that's Nova. what just, he's called. Just <laughs> Nova. Just, just Nova. Nova. By the way, and, I think Ryan would be a little bit of Nova. I like that. That fits you. Um, yeah, but the shitty Nova. Yeah, Sam, Sam Alexander. One of the ones twerk. that no. died. Yeah, I was going to say, you'd be the 500,000 that were murdered. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. I'm everything yeah. to you. I, I'm 11432 <laughs> 247465. You don't remember me? I had one panel. Uh, so they're, they're 
uh, Nova is assemble, trying to assemble a team of any heroes that can possibly help save the galaxy because... It's like me trying to get brunch every weekend. A f- Who's around? That okay. explanation was really rough, though, because there are a shit ton of people around, and it didn't make a damn bit of sense. Because yeah. at the end of that series, uh, Annihilation uh, Scorch, um, mm-hmm. everyone was fine. Oh. They're not, like, sick or broken or anything. They're they just made, as tired. It, well, they just didn't it didn't make any sense. They didn't want to participate or whatever. They're on but vacation. They're, they're facing the up too, against too the new mm-hmm. old gods, the the kind of our Greek gods, Zeus, Hera. Yeah, I did, really like that. I was that. so confused by all of that. Can someone explain that more to me? Like, was that... So you know how, that, Her- you know how Hercules is big in the Marvel Universe? Yes. He's, like, a main character. The whole Greek pantheon is there. Okay. So in Avengers No Road Home... Which was a twelve was issue great. series that was I don't know what year and a half ago. All the um, the Olympians were killed. Okay. Oh. So these essentially are the reborn ones. Yes, of those. Some they're all reborn. There's some sort of transdimensional Olympians who can travel with their city in and out, destroying weak worlds and trying to conquer the galaxy. All the while, Nova's super stressed out about these other subplots that. We didn't get any more information about, but he's got to be forming up. some kind of conspiracy that no one believes. Well, no, they're, they're, yeah, yeah. This is based part of it's based on Empire, but also what's happening and then in New Zandra Mutes. as well. Zandra, yeah, yeah. one when they the mentioned Shi'ar. the Gladiator Kid, that part made sense because they also mentioned that the Skrulls were were kind of uh, jettisoning into space and not telling anybody right what was uh, going on. So I do like that they kind of gave you the heads up on what the three powerhouses are currently doing. Yeah. Also, the the stuff with the reborn like Greek Greek gods, it gave me like more, kind of a DC feel with yeah. like the new gods. Yeah. So I really Didn't liked, look like them. Uh, I yeah, very Jack Kirby esque, and I I felt like like I like the idea of like a pantheon of gods like kind of interacting on a cosmic level. We already have like the Norse, right. the Norse pantheon. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and it also reminded me a little bit of like the Wicked and the Divine yes. comic that I've talked about before, where it's like all these sort of reborn deities and they come back as like what is popular you know during that time so right. like in the modern net era they come back as sort of like rock star slash instagram influencers yeah i loved uh her or er, i say hermes because i'm thinking of the <laughs> oh. i like hermes is it her is it what hermes. the fuck is it's it hermes because now i'm only thinking of futurama yeah <laughs> i think hermes gone bad <laughs> oh, no. oh it's hermes i guess her- i'll put this bag away <laughs> i had a gift for you but i guess you don't want yeah. him likes <laughs> their interactions was like this whole issue actually just like kind of pulling back the whole thing is like the whole issue to me was actually really cool. I was thinking like, especially post the guardian series that we were reading, I was Mm -hmm. sort of like, why are we still reading this? I thought it was a great fucking first issue. I'm like, this story is interesting. Like all the tension towards the end was cool. The Hercules reveal was awesome. Like, I'm just like, I need to know what happens next. And I do to your point, like I love the not, it's not as much as wicked and divine, but it's certainly a smart, like a, quick take on like who who are these pantheon of gods like today kind of idea so like hermes is still like it's not just like they're not talking in i don't know not old english or whatever but it's like they're just really interesting and cool and their powers are used just like superhero powers essentially agreed uh i'm very excited for this book um you know like i thought the donny cates run was the first the first storyline was good the second storyline was a little weak Mm -hmm. uh it was not bad but not my favorite very astonishing the two like back-to-back storylines of astonishing yeah that's a smart way to think about it i liked um at the very beginning those kirby dots that were there oh yeah like Uh, just in in the kids soup or whatever uh, the fuck that watermelon with, looking stuff is, and then immediately like I was like, these people are gonna get <laughs> fucked up. And then when when um 
Zeus, Zeus shows up, up, it's like immediately the same kind of thing. More like Kirby Dots, just a absolutely. Wow, yeah. uh, that's the utopian Cree that yeah. gets like they completely get like devastated. Just, yeah. You knew that kid was gonna like just get. Oh, fucked that kid's up. Fu- Everything's fine. And Dan son. Hercules is gonna show up. I'm really into that. Yes, I, I, he's always shirtless. Big Daddy uh, Hercules. And they better fucking make him bisexual in this. I will fucking write. Who is he, he is gonna nice. be? Oh, no, wait. What's Marvel, Boy. There. Yeah. Marvel Boy. Yeah. Marvel, Marvel, Marvel Boy is Marvel bisexual. Marvel Boy is bisexual. Yeah. Hercules yeah. is hot as fuck. And when, and when you guys were talking Crawl about Prodigy it. last week, uh, who's going to be on the X Factor series, he's also bisexual. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he was part I was of the, of the actual like, music band. Bam! Da-da-da-da-da. Da, da, Prodigy. Oh, Firestarter? <laughs> that was a yeah. very cute version of Firestarter. Yeah. Just make my bitch up. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's been our uh, comics this week. So next week, we've got X-Men number five, uh, New Mutants number six, Fallen Angels number six. Uh, we'll have some more comics news and reviews. And find us on Twitter and Instagram. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. We have been Homo Superior. Bye.